opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. Can you imagine how nice it would be to live and only have one law? Only one, one rule to keep, just one. You know, it's fascinating, but in our own country, every year, uh, Congress enacts somewhere between a 200 and 600 new laws every year. Think about that. There are thousands upon thousands of laws on the books, laws you've never even heard of, <laughs> laws uh, you know nothing about. Why so many laws? You know, years ago, uh, a judge was administering the oath of citizenship to a group of would-be citizens of the United States, and he, he said to them, if you will learn to keep the Ten Commandments uh, and follow those carefully, you won't have to worry about most all of the laws in our nation. That's fascinating to me because, really, laws are made because of lawbreakers. That's why you have to have commandments. You have to have commandments because we are sinners by nature. And so you have to build all these fences and build all of these parameters and give all of these guidelines and because man is always pushing it as far as he can possibly push it. And where did that all begin? Well, that began in the book of Genesis. Now, shortly, we're going to come uh, to the, the story of man's rebellion and the fall in Genesis chapter 3, but we're still in Genesis chapter 2. I want to draw your attention today to three simple verses because this is where God said one law, one rule, one command. This is the first commandment. You know, in Israel, they would have uh, more than 600 parts of the Mosaic Code. And, of course, the most famous, the Ten Commandments, that would be the law that they would follow. Usually when you say commandments, that's where everybody's mind goes, the book of Exodus. No, no, we're in Genesis. Here's the first command. Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die." Later in Scripture, we read that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. We're told in the New Testament uh, that sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Oh, that's not something new. That is an everlasting principle that was instituted by the Creator with man in Genesis chapter number 2. In fact, some form of the word die is found over 1,200 times in Scripture. The God of life warns about death. Uh, the Creator understood that though He had created the perfect environment for man and He had given him everything he needed, uh, that man still had a choice to make. And by the way, we always have a choice to make. God's way is always life, and our way is always death. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And if you don't believe me, why don't you let Adam testify to you because that's exactly the story of fallen man. Now, let's look at these three verses for just a moment 
In the context of this first command, what does God give to man? Three things. Number one, in verse 15, he gives him purpose. Aren't you glad God didn't just put us here to exist? We have purpose. Verse 15 says he put him into the garden to dress it and to keep it. Now, it was perfect. It was beautiful. It was amazing. It was the most uh, unimaginable location to live in. The most beautiful thing you've ever seen could never equal it or rival it because it was untainted by sin and corruption. And yet this is very interesting. It would not exist on its own. It would not just carry on on its own. Man was to work it. A man was to till the ground and to dress it and to keep it. Some people have imagined that work is a part of the fall, absolutely false. Work was not part of the curse. Man was working before the fall. Work gives us purpose. God made it so that in the morning, man goes out to his work to accomplish something, and everybody needs a job. Everybody needs something meaningful to do and a positive contribution to make. And so, in the context of this first command, he gives man purpose. Secondly, he gives him provision. I think this is very important. When the command begins, it doesn't begin with a negative. It begins with a positive. See, we always think of the commands as the thou shalt nots, but don't don't miss the thou shalts. Don't miss all the things God has given to us. Listen to verse 16. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Let that sink in just a moment. Every tree in that garden. Every fruit in that garden, every good thing in that garden, he said, it's all yours. Isn't it funny how we will look at the one thing God says no to and complain about it? Look at all the good things. Look at all the blessings. Look at all the divine yeses. You know, I've learned when you when you live with the divine yes, the no's take care of themselves. You don't feel like you're sacrificing or suffering or missing out when you realize all the good things God has given us graciously. So he gave man purpose, and he gave man provision, and it is then that he gives man a prohibition. Here's the one thing he prohibited. Verse number 17, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Notice that a warning accompanies the command. You see, God's not giving commands for his health. He's giving commands for our health. When the Lord says no, it's not because he's trying to keep some good thing from you. When the Lord says no, it's because he's trying to keep some evil thing from you. He understands on the other side of that fence, there's a serpent waiting. He understands on the other side of that cliff, there's a terrible fall. He understands that if you keep going down that road, there's a pit, a snare, you're going to get trapped in. And so the prohibition is for man's good. Remember, To this moment, everything's good. It's very good. Well, even the command was good. Friend, I want to tell you, God's word is always good. God's way is always best. And God's warnings are always right. You can argue. You can think you'll be the exception. You will not. The soul that sinneth, it will die. And the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Several interesting things in this verse. And notice, it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Isn't that right? The one tree they couldn't eat of, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. By the way, uh, Eve misquoted which tree it was. When she starts reasoning with the devil later, she says the tree in the midst of the garden. According to Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 9, the tree in the midst of the garden was the tree of life. And that's a glorious tree. Uh, The tree they were not allowed to eat of was the tree of knowledge 
of good and evil. But I want you to let that sink in just a moment because to this moment, everything they knew was good. In fact, it was very good. They already had the knowledge of good. So by disobeying God, the only thing they could add to that was the knowledge of evil. Isn't that just like sin? To advertise only the good side and not make you think about the bad? To make you think about what you don't have instead of what you do have? Oh, my friend, I I don't know where you are today. I don't know what the devil's trying to convince you of or what your flesh is wanting. But I want to remind you that God has graciously given you purpose. God has graciously given you every provision you have. And God has also graciously given us prohibitions. God says no. And those commands are not suggestions. You will obey it or disobey it to your own peril or blessing. If you obey the Lord, blessing. If you disobey the Lord, death, the curse, the judgment. And I don't know about you, I don't want to live in Genesis chapter 3. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to live in the blessing right with God? Then I would say to you today, obey whatever God tells you to do. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey.